0: we've been told that tolerance is the one of the greatest values or virtues in our community or society we've been told that tolerance we need tolerance we see on tv speeches about tolerance we we see on social media people posting about tolerance we here in the news that we should be tolerant. And we have seen many Christians who have been accused of not being tolerant enough. And we see Christians who are trying to be tolerant as much as they can. And even myself, I'm trying to be tolerant because I've been told it's good to be tolerant. So everybody's trying to tolerate each other but is tolerance a Christian value is God tolerant was Jesus tolerant is a tolerant society an ideal place to live is it a good thing to build a tolerant society while you are thinking about that I will tell you According to the Oxford Dictionary, it defines to tolerate as allowing the existence occurrence or practice of something that one dislikes or disagrees with without interference. That is tolerance. You allow something you don't like or something you disagree with without doing anything about it or saying anything about it. When I read the Bible, I see that Jesus was not tolerant. I see that God is not tolerant. Maybe that would shock you because you have been told that tolerance is ideal. But I believe that Christians are not supposed to be tolerant. We are not supposed to be tolerant. Before you judge me, wait until I finish. I can see how you are looking at me. What are you saying? God is not tolerant. God is patient. God is patient. Jesus came to earth and embodied patience. Jesus expects all his followers to be patient. And the work of the Holy Spirit in us is to produce patience. So I will use the same definition of tolerance to define patience. Using the Oxford definition of tolerance, I would say that patience is to allow the existence occurrence or practice of something that one dislikes or disagrees with while working on or waiting for change. There is a big difference there. Waiting is the critical difference between those two concepts. Tolerance is accepting the situation as it is without doing anything about it. You accept it as it is, and that is what it is. You say nothing, you do nothing. It is what it is. That is tolerance. While patience is accepting the situation or, or facing the situation, but doing something, working toward and waiting for the best, doing something about it is not tolerance, Is patience. And God is not tolerant, tolerant. He's patient. We understand that God does not tolerate sin. He's patient with sinners. God does not tolerate abomination. He' is patient with the world. He's waiting for repentance. Eleven years ago, my wife and I decided to move our family to Australia. We applied for the visa and my wife and I were here in Australia for some work and then we got to we decided that she will go back to wait for the the, the visa for the whole family to come here. And we were told that it will take maximum six months. That was a sacrifice already for us. It was the first time we go apart for a week. It was the first time. So we decided to do that. And my wife went back to Africa, thinking that the visa will be approved, as they told us. It will be around six weeks, six months, because I had already a working visa in Australia, so that gives me the right to bring my family to work. And friends, it took us four years waiting for the visa to be approved for my family to join me. Four good years of the family being apart. I left my daughter when she was two years old, and I saw her again when she was four. She was, she was six. Six. So a big girl already. I thank God for technology. We got to speak to, uh, over the phone, but it was not the same. I missed four birthdays of my children. And during that time, I began to ask myself, or to question myself, I doubted if I was doing enough to make it happen. I doubted if my friends and relationship, if they were doing enough to help me. I doubted if God was doing enough to make things happen. And I learned something in that situation that I want to share with you today. I I learned three lessons and I want to share those lessons with you. And the first one is be tolerant with yourself. Be tolerant patient sorry with yourself be patient with yourself let's read second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 it says we all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the lord and being transformed into the same image from glory to glory this is from the lord who is the spirit we are being transformed the bible says that Every Christian, every person who has decided to follow Jesus is into the process of being transformed. Following Jesus is the process of becoming more and more like Jesus from glory to glory. We are all in the process to learn and to be trained to speak like Jesus, to think like Jesus and to act like Jesus. It's a process. But if this process was a suggestion, no one would take it. If it was just a proposal on the wall, nobody will accept it. Why? Because sometimes we go through this process by force. Things happen, and they just you have to go with it as it is. Like it's sometimes hard. Why? You know, for God to be refined, it takes fire. For you to be refined and for me to be refined in character, in becoming like Christ, we go through fire sometimes. But that process is not enjoyable. It is painful. I did not enjoy the four years of waiting. I did not, I can tell you. And you've been yourself through situations where you did not enjoy it, but at the end you saw the product, you enjoyed the result. But not the waiting. And when God is doing that job of changing us, we need to be patient. We need to be patient with ourselves because we are in the process. Most people are too hard on themselves. Too hard on themselves. Most people don't recognize their progress. They only see the distance they are yet to go. They only see the person they are yet to become. They don't see where they are and where God has taken them from. So they don't appreciate the small changes. Your eyes is just for the person you want to become. The money you need to make, the character you need to build, the relationships you need to build, and you don't understand that you've made some progress that you need to celebrate. Be patient with yourself because God is working on you. You are in the process. Most people don't handle failure well. Others are afraid to fail. You don't try because you're afraid to fail, but because you're afraid to fail, you even avoid to start because you're not patient with yourself. You know what? If you're afraid of failure or struggle to recover from failure, you may be arrogant. You are arrogant, in fact. Let me use that word. You are. or you may be. Oh, you are. (laughs) It is arrogance. It is arrogance. It is arrogance not to handle failure well or to be afraid to fail. Because the greatest achievers in history failed time after time. Being hard on yourself is the mindset that you are better than or worse than you are. Therefore, you punish yourself for not being what you ought to be. Am I making sense? When you are hard on yourself, it means you recognize what you are supposed to be. And you, you don't really like who you are. So you punish the you of today because he or she is not like the you you want to be. So you are hard on yourself. You keep complaining about who you are because the you of today is not reflecting the you you ought to be. So it's arrogance not to accept who you are. It is arrogance. Why are you hard on yourself? Why are you beating up yourself when you fail? It is okay to fail. Patience with yourself is the humble recognition that God is working on you. Your failure today may make you wiser tomorrow. Or your ceiling today may become your platform tomorrow. Sometimes you may look at your life and you think you are not making any progress. This applies most to ambitious people. And I, put, I will put my hand up because that is one of my problems. You look at yourself and you say, no, I'm not making progress. We always compare ourselves to the successful version of ourselves. The healthier version of ourselves. The, 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 the more, the, the kinder version of ourselves. Remember, you may not be where you want to be, but you are not where you used to be. God has done something. So be patient with yourself. Learn to recognize the small steps you've made and appreciate the minor changes in your life. There is a proverb that says, Rome was not built in one day. Remember that you will not become the person you want to become spiritually, mentally, or financially overnight. Be patient with yourself. You will not reach your weight's target in one day. You will not build a profitable, self-sustained business in one day. Everything you want to last will have to grow organically. It has to take time to grow well. Everything you accelerate growth will not last. You just check. Everything that lasts needs to grow organically. Give yourself time to grow. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with what God is doing in your life. The Holy Spirit is at work. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Who started the work in you? God himself, and he's still working on you. Be patient with yourself. The Holy Spirit is at work. He's developing your character. He's working on you. Be patient. Patient with yourself. But that's the first place to start. You also need to be patient with others. And that's the second place. Be patient with other people. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14 says, and we exhort you, brothers, warn those who are irresponsible. Those who are irresponsible, I can I may call them stupid. Warn those who are stupid among you. Oh, that's the wrong word. Sorry. No, we'll use stupid today. Comfort the discouraged. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. The stupid, the weak, all of them. The discouraged. Be patient with everyone. There is room to want, to comfort, to help. But you must be patient with the stupid, the irresponsible, the discouraged, the weak. Be patient with them. I don't understand people who say that they hate stupidity. Have you heard of that? Yeah. I've heard people who say, I hate stupidity. Often, people who claim to hate stupidity are stupid. Let me explain myself. Every human being will do a stupid thing at least once in their lifetime. Everyone. Some people do silly things every day. So, for someone to claim that they hate stupidity, they claim that they don't do any stupid thing. You know, they are, they, they are fun, they are saints, they are holy. Maybe my wife is the only one who can claim that. She's holy, never done anything stupid. Do you see? No, she doesn't claim it. That's good. She doesn't claim it. She's good. She's humble. Do you see the level of stupidity there? We all make mistakes. We all mess up. The Bible does not say, do not allow stupidity. It says, be patient with everyone. Be patient with those you think are stupid. Be patient with intelligent people as well as those you consider stupid. Remember that someone thinks you are stupid. Remember that people who think they are the smartest in the room or the smartest in a relationship are often hard to live with. I I don't know if you've worked with someone who thinks they are the smartest in the office. If you've been in a relationship with someone who thinks they are smarter than you, it's hard to live with such a person. And if that's you, we think you are stupid. Impatience is arrogance. Not being able to accommodate other people's mistakes, it's arrogance. It is arrogance. Humility is to recognize that we all make mistakes and extend grace to the people around us. That is humility. Impatient people are the hardest to live with because they think they know better. So I will say this, being patient with others is to recognize that we all make mistakes and give others the treatment we would love to be given when we fail. It's that simple to live with humans. It's really hard. But it's also the most fulfilling experience to live with other people. Some people prefer to live with cats and dogs. Prefer to live with animals. That's also fine. You I'm not against living with cats and dogs. But we... Tra- <laughs> not today. Thank you. <laughs> no more cats in the house. I think my children heard that. Yeah, It's fine. We train dogs to do what we want them to do. We train animals to listen. That's why we love them. But living with dogs may not make you the person you are called to be. Facing the challenge of human relationships builds you up. Together, we learn to say the right things. Together, we learn to forgive each other. Together, we learn to serve each other. That's why living with humans is necessary. It trains us to be better people. If you're surrounded by people who just say yes and yes and yes and yes to you, you will never grow. Get out of your Bible and learn to be patient with others. One day I left the church and I was called aside by our tech team leader. Our tech team team leader called me beside and showed me a computer screen. The computer was smashed. As if someone, a child, took a rock and just broke the, the computer in pieces. And I, I, I could hear two voices in me. One voice was telling me, You should lecture this leader how to t- take care of equipment in the church. How can they break the computer, the, 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 the equipment, this way? This is not acceptable in the church. And another voice told me, do you remember how many computers you've broken? (laughs) Do you remember how many equipment you've broken yourself? I've been in that role before. I've destroyed equipment, expensive ones. So that voice really humbled me. And I just looked at him and said, we're going to pay for another one. We're going to buy another one. Oh, no. He said to me, I'm, I, I'm ready to pay for another It's it happened under my watch. I'm willing to buy another one. I said, no, 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 no. This is why we give our tithe. This is why we give our church, to, church, to the church, to handle things like this. We don't want you to feel like you are responsible for an accident that happened to church, in the church. We are going to pay for it. I would love to be treated that way. Just imagine if every time you come to church, something gets broken. We ask you to pay for it. <laughs> That's not a family anymore. That's not a family anymore. So being patient with others can be challenging. It can be challenging. But remember one thing. When we treat people the way we would love to be treated, we grow. We grow. We grow. It builds us up. Considering others is challenging, but it is a command from God. Will you obey God's voice? Be humble and learn to be patient with others. Learn to be patient with others. Finally, be patient with God. I learned that I have to be patient with God. I have to be patient with God. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord does not delay his promise. As some understand delay but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. God is patient with you. God is patient with those who are still rejecting Jesus. God is patient with those who are still living in their sinful ways. God is patient with you despite your bad decisions. God is still chasing you. God is still patient with you. He's patient with me. Romans chapter 2 verse 4. Or do you, despite the riches of his kindness, restraint and patience, not recognizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. God is patient and his kindness is purposeful. It's for a reason that God is patient with us. He's not tolerant. He does not tolerate the sin. He's not comfortable with sin. But he's patient with the sinner, allowing them to change, give them time to come to their senses. Jesus was not tolerant, he was patient with people, allowing them to repent. Jesus is patient with me and you, and his patience is purposeful. He gives us time to repent. First Timothy chapter 1 15 to 16. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them. But I received mercy for this reason, so that in me, the worst of them, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his extraordinary patience as an example to those who would believe in him for eternal life. Paul recognized the extraordinary patience of Christ Jesus toward him. He recognized his sinful lifestyle. Paul recognized it. He killed and tortured Christians. Yet Jesus forgave him. Paul understood the patience of God toward us. If God is patient with us, is it too much to ask if he expects us to be patient with him? Being patient with God is what some versions of the Bible translations, they call long suffering. If you are reading the fruit of the Holy Spirit, some versions will say patience, others will say long suffering. Patience with God is the ability to trust him no matter what, to trust him in hard times. That is patience with God. Patience with God is perseverance under challenging circumstances. Being patient with God is to trust he's doing something. He's working in the background. Impatient people blame God. They turn against him and complain. Impatient people struggle to see the big picture they can only see the here and now while God works for his eternal plan God is working for eternity people, impatient people can only see the now while God is working for eternal plans eternal purpose they don't recognize where they've been where they are and where God is taking them they want it all now God has been patient with you Do yourself a favor to be patient with him as he works out all things for your good according to his purpose. Do you know that scripture? Romans chapter 8, verse 28. The children of Israel extended a trip that was supposed to take two weeks to 40 years. Can you imagine? Something that can be done in two weeks was done in 40 years because of impatience. God wanted them to learn to trust him. Fully. They felt. Do not result. God at least waited for 40 years. For the whole generation. To be wiped out. So that he can rebuild trust in them. With a the new generation. Impatience. We want it now. And here. You will keep extending your time. In the wilderness. When you complain. When you complain against God. God wants you to learn to trust him. I'm not suggesting that God makes our lives difficult to teach us a lesson. I'm not suggesting that. I don't believe that God is responsible for evil today. However, I think that God uses all circumstances to teach us something. God uses good and bad situations to shape us into the image of Christ. If we cooperate with him, we make the process much quicker. The Bible says do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation among whom you shine like stars in the world. Hold firmly to the message of life. Then I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run a labor for nothing. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14. Colossians chapter 1 verse 11 May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious mighty, for all endurance and patience with joy. Patience with joy is patience without complaint, grumbling, or arguing. Patience with joy is waiting without losing faith. Patience with joy is endurance while trusting God to be in control. Remember, a complaint to God is prayer. A complaint about God is sin. When you complain to God, you come with your worries to God, you are praying. When you are complaining about God, you are sinning. You have permission to go before God and say all the rubbish you want to. He will take that as prayer. David did it. Read the Bible. You'll see David complaining to God. But when you take those words to another human being or to your own heart, you are sinning. That's what extended the time of the Israelites in the desert, complaining against God. And why this? And why that? Why me? And why her? And why she? And why her? And why him? And why thee? Why thou? Why Stop complaining! (laughs) So this is how you will build patience. This is how you will build patience. First thing to do, take a step back. Take a step back. Every time you find yourself in that situation where you are losing patience, oh, take a step back. We often lose patience because we don't have the right perspective of the situation. We get lost into the details and and the chaos of the moment. If you could only take a step back, you would be able to see what God is seeing. In photography, a step back can make a big difference. In life, a step back and change your future. Remember, perspective is everything. We always want to keep moving forward and pushing things to happen. Sometimes moving forward happens to the detriment of other people and even to yourself. It has to happen. It has to happen. I want it tomorrow. It has to happen. I have no more time. I have to make it happen. And you are hurting yourself. And you are creating frustration. And you are pushing other people. And your husband can't sleep anymore because you want it today. Your wife cannot sleep anymore. You want it today. Your children cannot. And you are always at your father. Your your parents door knocking. You want it now. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. You want it now. Impatience Hurt you and hurt other people. Take a step back. Whenever you face a setback, take a step back and look at the big picture. Take a step back. Sometimes when you are frustrated with the lack of progress, find someone who can even help you to look at things from a different perspective. Just ask someone, what, 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 what am I not seeing here? Can you help me? This is the situation. Is there anything that I'm missing? I don't like this setback. Please, sometimes it may take years for a reason. For a reason. God knows why. I can't explain why the four years happened to me, but I know there is a reason for it. Second point. Take a deep breath. The first one you take a step back, the second one you take a deep breath. We know that taking a deep breath can help lessen stress and anxiety. You know that. But it's, only, it's not only a physical act. It's also a mental exercise. It's the ability to stop and think. It takes humility to stop when you want things to go your way. You know that. When you want things to happen the way you want them to happen, someone asks you, stop. Do you stop? You want things to go your way, the last thing you want is to stop. You want to make it happen. And you will show them that you are capable. You will show them how far you can go. You will show them. I tell my children, if someone provokes you, they will see how hot I can burn. <laughs> you want people to see how hot you can burn. And you want to keep moving and keep moving. And God is saying, take a, take a deep breath. J- just stop. J- just stop. Just stop. Most of the time we get annoyed by ourselves. We get annoyed by people. We get annoyed by circumstances because we want things to go our way and they don't. Taking a deep breath helps you remember that you are human and you can only control so much. There are things that will escape your control and you need to accept it. We are not in control of everything. Just be humble and admit you are not in control. Take a deep breath and pray. Take a deep breath and trust God. Take a deep breath and be humble. You are a human. Last, take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. One of the characteristics of a patient person is endurance. Jesus endured all sorts of hardship Christians should learn perseverance from our master Jesus perseverance is the ability to make one more step regardless of the difficulty you make one more step one more step and one more step they say winners don't quit I say winners quit bad habit and commit to good habits that help them become like Christ so they quit something The issue is not quitting. The problem is that what are you quitting? Never quit reading your Bible. Never quit praying. Never quit. Be more patient with people. Never quit. Be patient with your family. Never quit. Be patient with God. Never stop trying regardless of your many failures. Don't quit. Take one step forward. One more step forward. Don't quit. Take one more step of faith. When you feel like quitting your marriage, take one more step of faith. When you feel like quitting studying, take one more step of faith. When you feel like quitting trusting God, take one more step of faith. When you feel like giving up on life, remember God hasn't given up on you. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with others. Be patient with God. Your exercise this week will be this. In your conversations this week, Just repeat the last sentence the person said before you answer. That will prove that you are listening. Do you get it? When you're talking to someone, make sure you listen to the last sentence. Because most of the time, you are waiting to respond. You are not listening to what they are saying. That's a good way to learn patience. Listen to the last statement and repeat it. Did you say this before before you, you answer? Second exercise. Identify the thing that is causing you impatience and find out if it will still matter in 10 years from now. If it won't matter, then you are wasting your time to worry about it. Anything that you are impatient about today, think about 10 years from now. Will it still matter? If not, then you are wasting your time. And finally, if it's safe, if it's safe, find the person who annoys you the most. A person who annoys you are not patient with that person at all. And humbly ask them what they think of you. You will be surprised. They may be as much annoyed by you.